a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources for a Monday. Hope you're having a great one out there. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And, you know, as we've been talking through the day today and uh, really looking at uh, who are the people in your life or what are the activities in your life that actually give you energy back? Uh, we're going to talk about this tomorrow uh, in a little more detail because I. I think we are all a little bit weary, and when we get a little weary, we get a little cranky and a little grumpy, and we allow very small things uh, to become big things, and we lose our kindness and our charitableness and uh, all of the things that uh, make life great and grand, we we can lose. And once you start down that spiral of becoming negative, and then you're a little discouraged or you're a little frustrated, and then you're kind of lashing out at other people. You're judging and shaming and doing all those other things. Uh, and so we have to be careful of that. We we actually kind of were joking at the beginning of the program of, you know, this new awful thing, you know, called paper cut in a pandemic, uh, that it's just this little tiny thing. But when you're putting hand sanitizer on so many times an hour, so many times a day, uh, suddenly that little paper cut uh, gets really irritating <laughs> as you try to grimace and get through the uh, the alcohol content going through your hand sanitizer every 15 minutes. Uh, and so we allow those things to kind of run us out of energy. Uh, and as I've often said on this program, we run out of energy long before we run out of opportunity in a host of things uh, in our lives. And so here's the question for you. And you can chime in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. And that is, give me the people or the activities that give you energy back. We all have things in our lives that drain energy, that suck energy out of us, that are drain, you know, really difficult for us. What are the things that give you energy back? Whether it's a really simple thing like a, a certain song that you hear or whether it's uh, you know reading a certain kind of book or whether it's a walk or, or whether it's a certain person in your life who is just that energy return valve that stimulates your thinking, that makes you feel good about where you are or the confidence for the future. Uh, we want to get into that. We'll dive deep into that to, on tomorrow's show. But uh, chime in. We want to know uh, what gives you energy back, who gives you energy back. And again, do that 57500. We'll get into that uh, heavy and deep tomorrow on the program. But want to round out our, our day today. If you've missed any of the program, make sure you go and you pick that up on the KSL News Radio app, uh, powered by our friends at Any Hour Services. Uh, because you don't want to miss, I uh, had great conversations with Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News, and then our good friend, pollster Scott Rasmussen from New York. And in both of those conversations, we got down to this idea of asking questions and asking the right questions. And so I want to talk about that just a little bit. Um, our ability to have that meaningful dialogue with each other with real human beings, I think is endangered with way too much technology, too little listening, uh, and a, a culture that allows the angry rants to rule the day, that the loudest voice uh, seems to be right most of the time, and that's just not true. We know that. 
And it seems that in our interactions, both online and in person, we've really kind of devolved into a series of monologues <laughs> with no one really listening uh, or even thoughtfully engaging in the process. And I really believe that the skills that bring about dynamic conversations, elevated interactions, are listening and asking questions. Uh, and we're losing that. We're losing that ability in our society. Uh, one of my favorite little fables, uh, John Guaspari in his book, uh, I Know It When I See It, he tells this story about a fictional company. And the company is called Punctuation, Inc., so this imaginary little company crafted all kinds of products, including parentheses and colons and question marks and exclamation points. Uh, but unfortunately, our fictional company, Punctuation Inc., had a quality control problem in their facility. And a frustrated customer came in one day with a complaint about the exclamation points that he had purchased. The customer said, I was trying to discipline my kids and I wanted to be forceful, so I used one of your exclamation points. I was hot under the collar, so hot, in fact, that the exclamation point began to melt. So then the customer explains that when the exclamation point melted, it would sag into a question mark. So instead of sounding firm and angry and intimidating and loud, he sounded understanding and thoughtful. Instead of being unbending and uncompromising with his exclamation point, when it melted into that question mark, he listened and was more inquisitive. There really uh, can be a, a greater quality. I love that uh, as a visual, by the way, of just anytime you're going to throw down an exclamation point, whether it's in a text, a tweet, a phone call, a message, uh, just think of it that way. Just let that exclamation point melt down just a little bit. Uh, see if it doesn't turn into a question mark because there really is this better quality in our relationships if we understand the difference between exclamation points and question marks and we learn to use those just a little bit more. Uh, and I've learned this in so many different settings with my, my wife, my children, my colleagues, with politicians and business leaders, even strangers. Uh, I, I've really tried to adopt a philosophy, which is this. If you must speak, ask a question. Uh, it's amazing what you can do with a question. Uh, I'm convinced you can do far more with a question than you can ever do with a statement. With a question, you can calm somebody down. With a question, you can diffuse a real hostile or volatile situation. Uh, in fact, in an argument... In an argument where most words aren't even heard because we stop listening, the best way to get your point across is to phrase it in the form of a question. So rather than just making statements with exclamation points, instead listen. Really try to understand. And then when it's your turn to share your idea or your opinion, just frame it in the form of a question. So I'm, I'm not asking you to change your opinion. I'm not asking you to give up or give in. But if you just ask a question instead, like, had you considered this? If we implemented this strategy, do you think that would solve the problem? How would you feel if we tried this? So you're not changing your opinion, but by framing it in the form of a question, it allows the listener, the other person in your conversation, to be much more relaxed, much more open, and actually much more likely to listen to what you're saying. Now, 
before anybody goes off the rails on this, uh, there are some rules to using questions as a driver in your conversations. It's it's really quite simple. Uh, your question must be a sincere, non-sarcastic question. That's number one. And number two, you must be willing to listen to the response. And often it takes uh, far more courage to listen to a question a response to a question you've asked than it does to shout and use exclamation points and make statements. Uh, so again, it has to be a sincere, non-sarcastic question, and you must be willing to listen to the response. Absolutely vital there. Uh, really interesting. Uh, let's take this question asking one step further. Uh, I actually think the best way to give praise is to do it in the form of a question. Usually when we give praise, we do it in the form of statements. We say, good job, way to go, hey, that's great. Uh, but there is a huge difference if instead of making a statement, you ask a question. So for example, your daughter, your daughter's playing in the soccer game, scores the goal to win the game. Natural response as a parent, give praise. Good job, way to go, you're number one, you're the All-American, you're the best. There's a huge difference if instead you ask a question, something like, wow, what did you think as you saw that ball sailing into the top corner of the goal knowing you had just won the game? How did you feel knowing you had just come through for your teammates? So it changes the emphasis on the acts to the individual. And adults are exactly the same, by the way. And people will get far more, far more validation to their confidence and self-esteem by having a chance to share with you their thoughts about something they've done than they will ever get from just listening to your statements of praise. So there are a lot of ways that we can incorporate effective and elevating questions into our conversations. So when we ask a question and then truly listen, uh, we're actually showing interest in the other person. It changes everything. And so imagine, imagine what would happen in our personal relationships, in our neighborhoods, in our businesses, in the halls of power if we talked less if we just talked a little less and listened a little more and learned to ask more meaningful questions. So think about who might benefit from a thoughtful question today in your life. If you must speak, ask a question. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on KSL's Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.